Welcome to the Linked Up Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, Pastor Joel Gregory comes with a powerful message entitled, The Gift of Salvation. Get your pen and your pad ready. Let's go into the worship center and hear what God has for us today. And so let's talk about today, the gift of salvation. So in the days that we're living in with the challenges we face as Christians, it would do us all a tremendous amount of good to consider all of the wonderful benefits that we have in receiving this free gift called salvation. I don't know about you all, but I believe we have the most attractive message in the world. Maybe I'm the only one that believes that. I really do believe we have the most attractive message in the world. And so in light of these wonderful benefits and explanation of salvation, uh, anytime we share this message, how many of you know we should share it with some level of excitement? Yeah. Right? Because God has been good to us. Yeah. Right? If someone compliments you, it's okay. You're not being super spiritual to say, God really has been good to me. Right? If someone says that's a nice car you drive or anything that, that, that's complimentary, I mean, it's okay to let them know who did that for you. Yeah. Right? Because at the end of the day, God does look good on you. Yeah. And everywhere we go, we present him to others that are watching. Yeah. And so we want to make sure that when they notice that, we're giving proper credit where proper credit is due. Again, I don't want to be super spiritual, but even if you smell good, what if you just said, oh, that's salvation. <laughs> just oozing out of my pores. Come on, somebody, right? But my point is, don't be super spiritual, but don't be ashamed to let people know why you have what you have. Let's go to Psalms 103. I have 20 minutes. Let's go to Psalms 103, stanzas 1 through 5. I'm going to read out of the New King James Version. We're talking about the gift of salvation. And it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Oh, I got about 10 people that caught that in here today. I want to read it again. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Come on, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Watch this. And forget not all his benefits. Benefits are that which he has given. It's rewards. And then it lists a few of those benefits who forgives all your iniquities. But you don't understand, Pastor, how bad I messed up. Who forgives all your iniquities? You haven't messed up so bad that it's bigger than God's love. God's love and forgiveness is bigger than your mess up. He forgives all your iniquities. That's your faults, your mischiefs, your evil, and your sin. He heals. That word heal means to mend, to cure, or to repair. He is your physician. He heals all of your diseases. Somebody ought to thank God. That is such a great benefit right there. And just in case you didn't know, there's no strand of anything out there greater than his healing power. I just want to put you in remember. Let me try this out. I, I said there's no strength. You can combine all of them together. Bubonic, uh, 1968 flu, 1988 flu, come on, and it will never be stronger than his healing power. 
I need five people that understand that and acknowledge that. And he doesn't just do some of them. He heals all of our diseases. Who redeems? That word redeems means to buy back, to purchase, or to ransom your life from destruction. I don't know about you all, but I was heading nowhere fast until I met a Savior who brought me back and redeemed me from a life of corruption and destruction. I'm thankful for that benefit today. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. And I looked up Adam uh, Clark's commentary on that. And he literally, literally talks about when you give your life to Christ, he puts a crown on your head. To constantly remind you of how much he loves you and how kind he's been to you. And the fact that he offers you mercy and not judgment. Because I mean, you know, all of us deserve judgment, but we didn't get what we deserved. He didn't give us what we deserved. He decided to give us mercy. And that is a wonderful gift. And the Bible tells us that his mercies are new every morning. Every time you wake up, God has fresh love for you. He has fresh kindness for you. And he has fresh mercies for you. So he crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Then I love this. Who satisfies your mouth with good things. You know, a person who always has something good to say is because they're always experiencing and acknowledging something good that comes from God. And I believe we should be people that don't look at the negative things. We don't act like they don't exist, but how many know we don't celebrate them, right? And I believe when we open up our mouths, good things should come out of our mouths because we serve a good God who has been good to us and he has been good to us all the time. There is not a time in our lives when God has not been good. He was good yesterday. He is good today and he will continue to be good tomorrow. And so when we open up our mouths, let us declare the wonderful works of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let's declare that he is good. Even when we are in a bad situation, we should tell people, yeah, it's tough right now, but I know my God will turn this around and work it out to my good. Because he He's just that good. Yeah, I'm experiencing challenges right now, but I know that there's not one weapon that is formed against me that will ever prosper. Come on, I'll come out gold on the other side, and my clothes won't even smell like they've been burned. Talk about me while you can, because I will not stay in this situation for the rest of my life. Come on, God is good, and he satisfies our mouth with good things. Why don't you tell a neighbor something good God has done for you? Just, sati- just, just satiate your mouth with, with goodness and tell a neighbor something good God's done for you. Oh, that was okay. All right, find another neighbor. Let's get two. Find another neighbor. Let's get at least two. Tell them something good God's done for you. He satisfies your mouth with good things. Now, praise God. Now, go ahead and lift up your hands and thank God that he satisfied your mouth with good things. And then look at this next one right here. So that your youth is renewed. This word renewed means to rebuild or to repair. So as we age, how many of you know God is constantly rebuilding us and repairing us? And then the analogy that he uses is like the eagles. So how many know an eagle can soar as long as it lives? You don't know how old the eagle is. And that's all God is saying, that as we age, we're going to get better. 
Oh, my God. I, I need somebody to not let that fly over their head. Come on. Come on. Sickness and disease does not have to take us out of here. Come on. We can get to the end of our age, call of our, all of our family and children, great-great-grandchildren in. We can bless them and say, you know, I'm ready to go home and be with Jesus now and just go to sleep. He renews. He rebuilds and repairs your youth. Hallelujah. Let's look at three, oh, let's look at another opening scripture. John 3.16, the Passion Translation says, For this is how much God loved the world. He gave his one and only unique son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish, but experience everlasting life, eternal life, Zoe life, life the way God intended it to be. How I many know there is a life that God intended for you to live? Yes. How many of y'all believe that? Yes. Ephesians chapter 2, 8 through 9 out of the Passion Translation says, For it was only through this wonderful grace that we believed in him. Nothing we did could ever earn this salvation. For it was the gracious gift from God that brought us to Christ. So no one will ever be able to boast, for salvation is never a reward for good works or human striving. I mean, your efforts will never make you good enough. It's your faith that makes you good enough. When you put all of that in what he did for you through his birth, his death, his burial, and his resurrection... I mean, no, that's really more than enough. If I don't get anything else in this life, he's already done more for me than I could ever ask, hope, or dream for. Come on, do I have any grateful people in here today? Come on, I said, do I have any grateful people today? I'm not looking for more. I have more than what I need. Come on, somebody. I will not be sad based off of what natural gift does not come my way this year because I have the greatest spiritual gift ever known to man that will eventually bring to me every natural gift I have ever desired. So let's look at some keys, right, that'll help us give this gift back. Or when we're giving the gift of salvation to someone, let's look at some keys that we need to, to know when we share this gift with others. Number one, people have to acknowledge and repent from sin. We have to help people know that, that what they're doing is wrong, right? And I know we don't like that in church. I, that word sin, we shouldn't say it, but it's in the Bible, I mean, if it's in the Bible, we should say it. Look at Romans chapter 3, verse 23, but it's just how we say it that either attracts or repels people. Verse 23, Romans 3:23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All includes everyone in this room, saved and unsaved. Anyone in here missed it recently? All sin means is to miss the mark. If you don't raise your hand right now, Satan, come out of it. I say, anyone missed it? I say, anyone missed it in here? All of us have, right? And so when you're sharing the gospel with other people, don't try to present yourself like you're perfect. And be like me. Because no one is perfect but God. 
So we need to let them know that all is sin and fall short of the glory of God, right? Those who are not saved need to recognize that they're actually doing things that are wrong. I mean, and that's difficult for people. People don't like that light to shine on the fact that I'm wrong. But I want you to think about it this way. You know, if I'm broke and you tell me I'm broke, that might offend me at first. Until you tell me you can show me how to be rich. Right? And once you say to me, even though you're broke, but I can show you how to get out of debt and get all of your needs met. I mean, I really didn't hear nothing you said about me being broke anymore. The only thing I heard now was how to be debt free and get all my needs met. Right? And so the focus can't be on what people are doing wrong. The focus has to be on the solution to what they're doing wrong. Right? And look at Romans 6.23. Romans 6, uh, 6.23 bears me out. So we have to let people know, for the wages of sin is death. Facts. Facts. Right? But, 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 see, but cancels out everything I just read. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, so once you start talking to me about the gift... I'm not focused on what I'm doing wrong anymore. Now I'm trying to figure out how to be right. Number two, people must know it is their choice to make. Never try to force something as good as salvation on people. Right? People have to know it is their choice. They're, they must exercise their will because this is between them and a holy God. It's not between you and them. It is between them and a holy God. Let's read John chapter 1 verse 12 out of the New Living Translation. John chapter 1 verse 12 out of the New Living Translation says, but to all who believed him and accepted him. So to all, that's their choice, to believe him and to accept them. He gave them the right or the authority, or the privilege to become children of God, right? And so what I want you all to understand, if you're watching online or you're sitting in this room, it's your choice to make. You either reject it or you receive it. But the moment that you do, God gives you all authority and privilege and right as a child of God. That means everything that Jesus has access to, you have access to the moment you accept him and the moment you receive him. You don't have to take classes. You don't have to go for 12 weeks. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about the moment you say, I accept that and I receive that. You get all rights and privileges as a child of God. Somebody ought to thank God for that right now. Right? I said somebody ought to thank God for that right now. Come on, this is not religion, folks. This is not a bunch of steps to become something. This is a, a belief system. And once we choose to receive it and accept it, then we have all rights, privileges, and authority as children of God. Number three, this gift is free and not earned. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2, 8 through 10. And we're going to look at it out of the Amplified Classic. We read it earlier in the Passion Translation. Let's look at it in the Amplified Classic. This gift is free. I mean, you know, people's attitude change when you tell them it's free. Right? As soon as you come up to them and you say you have something for them, I mean, people get defensive, right? I got this new whatever, right? Oh, you, hey, you seen the latest, right? And then as soon as you say it's free, I mean, all of a sudden they lean in a little bit. <laughs> oh, it's free? You mean it doesn't cost me anything? And I know that's hard to believe, folks, that we can get all of this for free. but we can. 
And that's what makes it so hard for people to grasp it because they still want to do something to get something. And God said, this is free 99. Listen to this. For it is by free grace. Somebody say free grace. See, free grace is God's unmerited favor, something you didn't earn. That you are saved, delivered from jump, uh, judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation through your faith. See, you believe, you trust it, you put all your confidence and you rely completely upon Christ. And this salvation is not of yourselves, of your own doing. It came not through your own striving, but it is the gift of God. Somebody thank God for the gift of salvation. Come on, if you're saved in here right now, thank God for the gift of salvation. I don't want to think about where my life would be had I not received this gift of salvation. I don't even want to begin. Come on, so I was messed up. Come on, I was in clubs. I was drinking alcohol. I had a bad attitude. I was angry at the world. Come on, so I don't want to think about where my life would be had I not received this gift of salvation at the age of 22. Not because of works, not the fulfillment of the law's demands, lest any man should boast. It is not the result of what anyone can possibly do. So no one can pride himself in it or take glory to himself. For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew. That we may do those good works which God predestined. He planned beforehand for us. Taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. How many of you know God has something good planned for you? I'm telling you, if you're not saved in this room today, you have already missed out on a whole lot of stuff that God has planned for you. But you know what I love about God? Once you get saved and get back on the road, He'll help you go back and pick up everything that you, come on somebody, that you missed. Watch this. Catch you up to where you were supposed to be anyway, and then head you right on down the road. Come on, do I have any witnesses in this place today? Come on, are there any witnesses in this place today? All you've got to do is get on the right road, or as the scripture calls it, the way. And all the way is, is the road. Well, how do I know if I'm on the road? I'm following the Word of God. How many know when you follow the Word of God, you can't get lost? I love this. That we should walk in them, living the good life which He prearranged and made ready for us to live. Folks, there's a good life that God prearranged and planned for you. And when you're not living it, it's not His fault. How many know it's not on His end? It's on our end. How many of y'all would agree with that, right? But the key is not to beat yourself up. Just get off the wrong road and get over on the right road. Right? I give God the glory uh, and the honor and the praise for every good thing that he's ever brought into my life. I acknowledge that everything good that I have has come from him. It has come down from the Father of lights in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Everything good in my life has come from God. And folks, I tell you, God is good. Oh, I said God is good. 
Oh, my God. I said, God is good. And I've learned over the course of my life that as long as I stay with God, good things happen. Watch this. And even when bad things happen, God brings something good out of it. Come on. I, I wish I had 10 witnesses in here today. Just 10. Number four, how did he demonstrate his love to us? Romans 5, 6 through 10 says, For when we were still without strength, that means weak, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. See, for scarcely or, or with great difficulty for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. So what are you saying here? You might be such a good person, right? You might have enough purity in your heart that you may love someone enough that if it called for that, you might die for them. I don't know. I think we all might say that until it's time. Now, how many know most of us would reconsider in that moment? Come on, am I the only one being honest? See, we will say it. I'll take a bullet for you. Will you? <laughs> right? We, we all say that, right, until it's time. But not only did Jesus say it, he did it. We should do all kind of stuff when I was kids. But we cut the, we blood brothers. All kind of stupid stuff. Until something went down. And we realized it was every man for himself. Everybody ran their own ways, right? But not Jesus. When it went down, Jesus stood there and he took the wood. Come on, somebody. He manned up and he put his chest out. And he said, give me some more because I'm doing this for people that I love that don't even know me. That are in sin and hate me right now. So God demonstrated his love towards us in that while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be sozoed? That word sozo means delivered. God can deliver you from whatever you're going through right now. Uh, it literally means to protect. God can protect you from anything this world throws at you. It literally means to heal, to preserve, to do well. Watch this. To make whole. And then the scripture says, by his life. So, so it's not... By your background, your education, who you were born to, he does this by his life, not yours. And he qualifies for everything. And guess what? If you're saved and he qualifies for everything, then you qualify for everything. Last verse for today. How do we receive this wonderful gift of salvation? Romans chapter 10, verses 8 through 11 and verse 13 says, But what does it say? The word is near you and in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, which I'm preaching to you today. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be sozoed, saved. 
For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Look at verse 11. We never read this verse, but it's such a powerful verse that should be read with verses 8 through 10. I'm going to show you why. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. And that means to be disgraced or dishonored. See, for somebody watching online, for somebody in this room right now, life has tried to shame you. And life has put you in some situations where you don't feel good about yourself. You don't feel good about what happened to you. You don't feel good about what you went through. But God is saying when you give your life to him, he'll never allow shame to come back into your life ever again. And he'll never allow you to be dishonored. See, the reason you can't get over it is because you've been trying to get over it in and of yourself. But you can't get over your past until you give it to him by receiving him as your savior. And then he says, when you give your life to me, I will never allow you to be ashamed. Folks, 33 years, God has never allowed me to be ashamed. Even when it looked like I was being shamed, he was working on something behind the scenes. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about why everybody else was, ah, look at him, look at him. I just kept my mouth shut because I knew he promised me he would never allow me to be shamed. And as long as I kept my mouth shut, come on, somebody, and quietly gave him glory, he was putting stuff together behind the scenes. And then verse 13, for whosoever calls on the name of the Lord, shall be sozo, healed, delivered, preserved, made to do well. Come on, somebody. Protected, secure, brought out of shame, given dignity and honor, a crown placed on your head, all of the authority, rights, and privileges that Jesus has now belong to you. Praise God. I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with him today, we want to invite you to do so. Or maybe you had one with him, but you've just gotten away, and you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I want to lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died, rose from the grave, and he is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth, and what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God. In Jesus' name. Praise God. We are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations. We are so excited that you made the decision to get connected to God. Thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit us at linkedupchurch.com 
or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, view past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or text Get Connected to 94000. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week, and we look forward to connecting with you.